Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode is another series within the Quit Your Day Job series where I interview members of our Artist Academy Advanced and how they recently quit their day job and all the frustrations and wins and everything that comes with it from taking a dive into full-time artist. And this week's episode features Olga Guns. She is a former teacher turned muralist. I see that pretty often. There's maybe one in 10 probably members of the Artist Academy join their former art teachers and they're looking to do something with a little bit more freedom. And she's about to complete her second full income earning year as an artist, and she's set to gross over $100,000 in her second year. (laughs) That's awesome. It's just so, how did she get her start, you may ask? (laughs) By passing around flyers and landing a window painting job that started the domino effect into murals and so much more. So listen to hear how Olga isn't working her life away while still bringing in over double of her teacher's salary and still prioritizing family. So let me know what you think about this week's very cool episode with Olga Guns. Hey guys, I'm here with Olga and we're going to be chatting about how you recently quit your day job and all the things that went into that. Olga, can you give us a snapshot of how you got to where you are? Okay. So my name is Olga and I go by Olga Guns Art. My last name is actually not Guns. It's just an art, it's an artist name. And I've been doing this uh, solo for, I would say this is my third year. And I used to be a teacher for 10 years, middle school art. And this is where I'm at right now. I do murals, window art, I think primarily, and anything really where I can create. So I really don't say no to anything. So yeah, I'm based in Tampa, Florida. I was originally from New Jersey and then I moved here about 18 years ago. So I've always been an artist and I've always been creating. I was always into business and all that stuff and whatever I was creating, I would try to sell it. And so I really took the leap, I would say 2021, a little bit after COVID. So COVID, I was still in school and I think that was when... The straw broke the camel's back, I guess you can say, because in a classroom during COVID was so stressful, so intense, so not worth it. And my mental health was dropping quick. And some of you guys know that I do have a big family. I have five kids. So that wasn't helping the situation either. I was also doing commissions. I was making things. I was selling things. I was doing murals here and there. I was already teaching actually middle schoolers how to create murals. So my advanced class, we would go around the school creating murals and I would teach them how to do it the easiest way, doing the projector, showing them how to design it and then projecting it and all that stuff and just giving them that chance to express themselves. I always loved murals. So it was just something that was in me. It was like a teetering thing. I liked my job. I loved teaching the kids, but I also loved creating on my own and I wanted to make more money. And it was just so stressful when COVID happened and it was crazy. Like it was just so crazy from the masks to having all these devices to doing Zoom and in person at the same time with 40 kids. My mental health was just 
like my husband's like, you need to pick something. You need to either do this full time or just focus on teaching and that's it. And we'll just live paycheck to paycheck, which I was not for. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take the leap of faith. And when the new school year comes, I'm going to put a leave of absence because I was a little hesitant and I didn't want to lose my position. I had a really good position in a really good school. And so if I put a leave of absence, just in case it doesn't work out, I can always go back. And when I do things, I typically go in and just push so hard. And that motivated me not to go back to teaching. I did not want to go back teaching. As much as I love teaching, I like teaching people that actually want to learn and not just do behavior modification or behavior, whatever that is called. I just took the leap of faith and then I never had to go back. So it's not that teaching is bad. It's just that it's not financially great. And the way the system is going, it's not good, especially for electives, especially for art. I, it was so hard to fight for my program. And even though I grew it so big where we had three art teachers in one school, it just wasn't cutting what I needed to fill. I just wanted to create and just put most of my effort into something that's mine and something that I can eventually give to my kids. Because honestly, to them, I'm just a number. Because if I quit or if I die or whatever, they're just going to replace me. Sorry to sound <laughs> crazy, but that's where I was at. So I, I left that it was a giant leap of faith because having to support five kids and not knowing if I w this was going to work, it took a lot of just leaving it in God's hands. And I have a good partner. I have a good husband and supportive. And he doesn't make a lot of money, but he's very good with being supportive, being there for me and the kids and just making juggling and making those things work out. So that's where I'm, I am at now. And I don't think I would trade it in for anything. If anything, I would have tried sooner. I think I would have done this sooner. I would probably tell my younger self, my 20-year-old self, do this. You have nothing holding you back. Just do it. But I know everything happens for a reason. I needed that motivation to go and do this. It was like I was on the edge and I just was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then something just pushed me off. I said, like, you're going to do it. And just let's see what happens. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And five kids at home. I'm sure that was a weight on, okay, here we go. Mama's going to make it happen. <laughs> but you did. You're making it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool because my kids see that and they see, oh yeah, my, she has her own business. She has her own thing. And it's all about art. And people don't believe the kids that when they say, oh, what does your mom do? She's an artist. No. What? That's like a dream job. Kids don't hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I went to pick up my son at daycare yesterday and they see paint all over my clothes. Right. And they were like, so what do you paint exactly? I was like, oh no, it's like a job. It's a, I get paid. And they're like, oh, it's okay, real. great. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just dropping them off to go play. So how many jobs did you have lined up whenever you decided to quit? <laughs> I didn't have any. I didn't have any jobs lined up. I made a flyer. It was two years ago. I saw the flyers that you were making and other people were making pop up. And I was like, okay, let me try. I just think it's all, it's not coincidental. I just feel like it just worked out that way. Somebody was looking for a window painter and they were my first customer. And they just said, yeah, let's do it. How much are you charging? And I was like, 60 a window. I don't know. And it was my first window doing that professionally because I did it in school. So I knew how to do some stuff, but I didn't really, I guess I was faking it faking that I knew how to do it. And then I was looking at what you said and what everybody else was saying. And I was just like, all right, I want to do it. And from there, it just was like a snowball effect. Everybody saw that one. 
and they loved it. And they were like, can I have this? Can I have a quote? Can I have this? Can we do this? And it was just like a snowball effect. They did so many fall windows that led to murals. And, and then we did the Christmas ones. And that was really hectic because that led to Amazon contacting me and all these other people. I think in this demographic, Tampa Bay area, a lot of the artists, it's super saturated over by St. Pete and Clearwater. And my area was still up and coming. It was still growing. There was a lot of small businesses. And I just happened to like know people that were coming up with new businesses. And I just went to them and contacted them. And then the rest was history. It was just constant like word of mouth, pretty much. I did post in Facebook for a while and that was getting traction, but a lot of ghosting, you know, a lot of people talking and just not following through. But a lot of word of mouth. Once I did that first one, they were so good in the community that it was just taking off and people were just word of mouth. That's it's still to this day, word of mouth. That's awesome. You started with Windows and I remember chatting with you. You said it was three years ago. It does not feel three years ago or it's two years ago, but I'm entering my third okay. year. So I started fourth quarter. So it was two years ago. And now I'm entering my third year because I already did that first window painting three seasons, three falls. And I mentioned that I'm like, oh my God, this is the third year now. I'm entering my third year. Yeah, it went super fast. It just keeps getting better. And it's so flexible that I just love the variety of stuff. It's not the same old. It's not boring. If I don't feel like doing massive murals, like right now I'm doing this one. This one's huge for me. It's like a whole pediatric like place. And I just like the versatility. If I need to have something very minimal, like just window painting for a week so that I can be home with the kids for something or they have an event or whatever. I love that versatility. I love that flexibility and it doesn't get boring. And if I have an influx of windows, obviously I have probably less murals or less commissions, but then sometimes I switches and it's, it's really fun. I love that. And my clients, they just keep coming back even for any little thing like chalkboards or murals or they need an update or whatever. It's like a constant need. And I like that. So I have a good support system too. So that helps. Yeah. I, so I remember talking to you now two years ago and suggesting windows and whatnot. And you are the success story that I think about when I tell this to people. Because some people, artists, they go out and they pass around a flyer to 20 people and they get 20 no's. And I'm like, I promise this works. Just keep going because all you need is one. And you're a perfect example of that. All you need is that one well-connected person who's ready and willing and wanting and happy to pay you. And then you get connected with Amazon. (laughs) So you're my success story that I just want to shout to the whole podcast sphere of it does work. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but it does. And now two years later, you're doing a giant mural in a PDP actress center but it started with windows and i think that's just so great <laughs> and i remember back in the day i remember getting on a call with you and you started to get windows and then you got so busy so fast you had to hire somebody out of the gate right yeah, yeah i've hired a few here and there obviously not super long term but per job yeah. so like for amazon i would hire a few of my friends to come and help even if they weren't familiar with the technique they would just fill in the colors with my guidance I was so used to that already from teaching kids that it was like it just flowed and I'd be like hey do this and that and this and that and whatever 
And that takes a little bit like to get familiar on how to price things, like how to pay someone enough where it's fair, fair for them and fair for me, where I'm not losing out on all the time that I'm putting in and, and designing and stuff. So that I'm still figuring out. But I feel as I go, I meet a lot of different people that are interested or they want to try it out. Like I have my helper here where she's an artist, but she doesn't really do murals. But now she's learning with me and she comes with me for jobs that I need extra hand. And it just people are willing to do to learn and to work. I love what you started the whole community over competition because it gets crazy out there. It gets really competitive. And I really don't like that. stuff. I don't like that negativity, that negative vibe, you know what I mean? Like you said, there's more than enough jobs for everybody and everybody does things so differently that everybody can do their part, you know what I mean? So I don't do well with the whole nasty competition. I like to collaborate. I like community and stuff. So if I see a new artist coming up and they're interested and they're asking me questions, of course, I'll give them all the answers and I tell them, hey, maybe come with me and then you can help me do this or whatever. And I could maybe help you start up something that you like doing or in your area or whatever. No dirt. I don't know. I don't like the dirty way of competing. I don't know if that makes sense, but I know that happens a lot in St. Pete. Plus I'm like, I don't even go over there <laughs> because it's so oversaturated and there's amazing artists over there that I'm just like, I have a good thing over here and I'm just going to keep this flow. You know what I mean? For sure. And I think that bad competition vibe definitely comes from the scarcity mindset. I just had a conversation yesterday with an artist and she was like, I don't want to come on the podcast and tell people how I do my business because then competitors are going to hear it. And I was like, no, that's nobody can do it the way you do it. I share everything. (laughs) And that's good karma for you because you're putting so much good out there that it's going to come back to you. If it's karma or, or whatever people believe, I feel like you being like that and sharing, it's going to come back to you in a good way, like tenfold. So I don't mind sharing either. You can tell though, when someone's trying to find out every technique and use it against you, but for the most part, it's not like that. When I agree with you, it's not like they re- they invented the wheel, they invented it. Everybody's doing it. Other people are coming up with their own ways. And even if you show them your technique, they're going to figure out their own way to do it because it's never going to be the same, technically. Yeah, it's not that serious. (laughs) It's not that serious to get crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. We obviously know we love to talk about numbers and money and all the things on the podcast and in the group. Can I ask what you made as a teacher? You don't have to give me the exact figure. Okay, great. And then it's public information. Okay. And then how much you make public information. So though teacher salary and then first year as an artist and then second year as an artist. Okay, so teacher was about when I left was 45,000 as I just have a bachelor's. I know Ashley that you interviewed, she uh, has her master's so she was a little bit more. 45, I was at like 45 because I was teaching 9 years at that time. So 45 and then with all the taxes, I would see like maybe 35 grand a year. That's insane. That's crazy. I don't even know how I survived. So I think it was all the side hustle stuff that I was doing that made ends meet. And then my first year, you're going to probably hate me because I, I just did my first year taxes for 2020. And I'm still waiting on it because IRS is crazy. I think I made a little bit over 60 grand. So, wow, your first yeah. year? Yeah. Wow. Usually I meet people and it's 20 
or 30 or wow, yeah, we'll 60 your yeah. first year. <laughs> yeah. That was a crazy fourth quarter. That was insane. It was insane how <laughs> Was it because you had window painting clients set up from the year yeah. prior? It was Amazon. It was mostly Amazon that broke that. I think it was December, November. I got to look at my chart. I had made a goal to make 10 grand and I did 15 because of Amazon. Because <laughs> they're crazy. <laughs> they wanted like everything Christmas. And I'm like, okay, you got it. <laughs> That's so exciting. Awesome. And then what's your projection for the end of the year, if you had to guess for this year? Oh, I'm so bad with that. That's another thing. I listened to your podcast about the virtual assistant and I'm on that right now. Like I'm finding somebody to help me with that because I need to keep up with my bookkeeping so that I can see the numbers. <laughs> really? So I use QuickBooks and you use QuickBooks self-employed. I think it's just a yearly fee and it's so great because it connects to your credit card and so you and you can sort and everything and then it also connects to your bank and you can just tell it in the first year you have to assign things but then after that it just automatically does it. And it's so I can just go on QuickBooks right now and see what I've made for the year and what I've spent. Yeah. I think because this summer I took a little bit like a break because the kids were off and I, the summer camps were too crazy of a price. So I was like, we're staying home. And I just picked up jobs here and there. I worked at night. But I would say like close, I would say over 100 because there's no way. There's no way it would be less because I've worked so much more and so much bigger clients Especially once school started, it was like I started running and it, now I'm like sprinting. So that's how I feel. Like, And I feel like by December, it should keep going. Because I remember you said something too that, or even Whitney Hayden, that January is a little slower. And I was like hoping, yeah, let me slow down a little bit. No, I just kept picking up. Everybody wanted murals and right away. So I oh would say... God. Yeah, it would be close. I would say a hundred. Wow. You know, I know there's expenses and all that. You're yeah. headed into your third year and you've already made a hundred grand. For wow, congrats! <laughs> That's it. You're gonna be part of our hundred K club. I'm gonna do that again I starting think. in January. And oh my gosh, I had no idea. This is so great. Oh my god, how fun! How cool yeah. is that for them? <laughs> you mentioned that you stayed home with your kids a lot this summer, and still, even still with that you're going to make. So it's if people take up teaching jobs so that they can have summers off, you didn't completely have, even though that's not how it is for sure, like summer school and all the yeah. things. But now you're a full-time artist. You get a very flexible summer and to not work all summer. And you're still making hundred grand and doing something way more fun. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like People don't realize because I'm so restricted too with time. My schedule, I don't work 12-hour shifts. And there's times where I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm working a lot more than other days, but I'm constrained to my kids being in school. I work during those times. They don't do aftercare. They don't do any of those extras because I'm really tight with money because obviously, but so I work within their schedule. So sometimes like when they go to bed, I go and do some windows at night because sometimes it's better that way because it's not so hot over here in Florida and they just go at night just to get it done. And it's so much quicker. But if I like calculate the hours that I put in, it's still considered part time. I'm not even working like super full time. I don't think I am because I come here for five hours and then other windows I do for three hours or four hours. And then I'll do other things, whatever that I could do until I have to go pick up the kids. I don't even consider this full time, hardcore full time. 
maybe if I'm going home and I'm doing designs and mock-ups, then I would say, yeah, that adds up to, I would say, a full-time eight hours. But like actively working outside of the house, yeah, not full-time. So that that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> and I think so usually people in the first couple of years have a hard time with pricing, but it sounds like you're not. So what are you pricing at right now? What's your structure? It's still hard. I would say for my murals, it's typically depending on what it is, because I don't like to scare people too, because people get easily scared with numbers. But I range from 10 per square feet to 25. So I tell people there's this gap because I don't know what you really want. You want full blown and more detail or a bigger wall or whatever? Or do you want a simple, tiny logo that's super simple, but you want it big? It just depends. Or I think where I get people is where I tell them, like, do you have a budget? (laughs) Tell me your budget because this is how much it could go for. But we could do something for this much. And if you are willing to, I can cut a little bit off or I can make things more simpler and then it'll fit in your range because I don't like to cut anybody off or say no to anybody because it's not affordable to them. I'm like, let's make this affordable. I think everyone deserves to have something in their home or their business, even if it's not full-blown expensive. So I've kept that really good with a lot of my consistent clients that are repeated all the time because I feel if they like I do for them, they do for me and it comes back and forth and I really keep good relationships with all my clients. I promote them. I do all, like I tell them too, like, hey, with this amount, I can keep promoting you and telling people to come to your place or come eat and drink your coffee or whatever. And I don't know, it just seems to work. So I would say on the lower end, it would be 10 to 15 per square foot, depending for murals. It has to be like super simple. And then the higher end, 20 to 25 windows price based on what I see or what they want. If they're really demanding and they want very specific things, it goes on the higher end, like five to 10 per square feet for windows. But if they just, hey, do whatever you want. I'm like, all right, this is what I could do. And it's going to take me two hours. And then I made $300, $400 in two hours. So yeah, it's fast money to me because it's so fun. And I don't even use a lot of paint. People think you use a lot of paint. And I just recently learned how to do the reverse painting. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this to promote more hospitals and stuff like that that have that see-through glass because that's going to be fun. (laughs) That's going to be interesting. That's going to make a lot of money. So it was hard in the beginning. It was really hard to figure out how, what am I worth? What's my value? And don't get me wrong. There's some people that just say, you know what? Never mind. (laughs) Like you're too expensive. And it's like, all right, you want something dirt cheap. That's not going to happen. So I strongly believe that every artist should get paid at least something for whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's not not exposure. (laughs) I don't know. I just feel if every artist gets something or it puts our value a little bit higher as an industry. So like that whole exposure thing could only work for a little bit, but after a while, it just devalues our industry. And it's this person will do it for 50 bucks. It's no, we're worth more. Trust me, we're worth more. And there's a lot that goes into it. I still struggle with the pricing, but I think I'm getting there. I'm getting more confident and I'm getting more better with negotiating certain things and explaining to them why something would be this much. Why window art is like a marketing tactic, why murals would stand out in your social media and all that stuff. And I thank you guys, your group, your community for that. And along with my previous 
jobs because teaching is customer service. I don't care what anybody says. It's all, it's like customer service with the parents, with the admin, with the kids and all my other retail jobs that I've had when I was younger. I owe that to that exposure and knowing how to talk to people, knowing how to explain things, having patience and just being consistent. Just don't stop. Don't be defeated. You, you feel you get defeated for a few hours and then you move on and keep going. You're better than that. <laughs> I love it. I'm just soaking up all this, especially you promoting your customers and you having open yeah, communication yeah. with your customers, explaining why things cost what they cost. And it's just no wonder you're making 100K this year or projected to. <laughs> it's those little things that I think can help get a job and keep a customer and you have customers keep coming back. Communication is key. And overall, from the last couple of years, I've learned to just stay honest because there's a lot of dishonest people out there and it's not worth stooping down to their level. And just being honest, don't burn bridges, communicate with your clientele and just be supportive of the community and them like what they're doing everything that everybody does has a complication it's hard to do whatever whether it's artists or opening a business a restaurant or whatever any little bit helps in any way so i'm really big on supporting that whatever the company is and really pushing that support bringing people to them and just connecting that network stuff so yeah just being consistent it's hard because it's hard for me to time manage between the home life and work life and social media life and all this other stuff. And uh, don't get me wrong, I mess up a lot, but I think that showing your humanness, that you're human, that you make mistakes and being honest about it, I think just shows that like people will want to be around you and gravitate to you and give you that business and give you the opportunities. So true. I love it. Do you have any little bits of information or do you have a piece of advice that you would give any artists that are listening to this who want to quit their day job and do what you do? What's your biggest piece of advice for them? I would just say be consistent and no matter what the obstacles are, because there's going to be a ton, just keep going, keep climbing and keep reaching and making goals and try to stay organized, but keep consistency and don't ever assume that like a person that you meet maybe in January that asked you for a quote and didn't get back to you. Don't think that's a closed door because a lot of times those clients come right back maybe a year later and be like, hey, um, remember me? Oh, I'm ready for my mural or I'm, I'm ready for my window art. And just don't ever burn bridges and stay consistent in your communicating and putting out there and don't stop learning. This is like a learning trade. You just don't stop learning. Keep doing your thing and stay honest. <laughs> No, I love it. There's so many just gems here that people are going to pick up on. And I appreciate your time. So thank you so much for taking yeah, time out of your you. mural day. I see your mural behind you. And yeah, yeah I like <laughs> Oh, very cool. Everybody go check out. Are you mostly on Instagram or Facebook? Instagram and then it translates to my Facebook page, but Facebook is whatever. But yeah, Instagram. <laughs> TikTok, it syncs up, but TikTok, I'm on YouTube and I'm trying to do that podcast that I talked to you about before too. And it's a lot, but yeah, I'm on mostly Instagram and TikTok and I try to just post everywhere I can the same thing just to keep it consistent. That's where I'm going to probably have my 
virtual assistant help me with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's time i think it's time to yeah yeah so if everybody wants to go and check out your instagram to see this underwater mural you're currently working on that i've been looking at while yeah. interviewing you it looks really cool so they should go check that out but thank you so thank much you. for chatting with me and i will talk to you later all right bye Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. I've been putting out at least one episode per week for more than four years on this podcast. And it's really cool to see those download numbers go up and up as time goes on. And that's because artists like you listen and share these episodes. So really, when I say thank you, I mean it. (laughs) It's really cool to see progress along the way. And anyway, if you like this type of art and business content, then I highly encourage you to get the audio version of my book, Mural Money, with over 15 hours of listening inspiration. I'm currently running a special of just $17 for the audio version. You can go to muralmoney.com to find it. And that comes with a bunch of extras like my art supply list, my pricing guide, recommended book and podcast list, and so much. More. I filled that book with tips from my art journey of building a profitable mural career. Plus, I've included the best of the best advice from guests I've interviewed on this podcast. It's the most affordable all in one book of advice on art and business that I have. And if you enjoy listening to me here, then I know you'll like the book too because I read it myself all 15 hours of it. (laughs) The book is available on Amazon and Audible normally for $25, but if you go to muralmoney.com, that is where you can grab the special $17 deal while it lasts. If you haven't listened to my book yet, this is your sign to do it. Again, normally $25, running a special for $17, but you have to go to muralmoney.com. That's where you can grab the audio version of it. And that's all I have for you today. So I will see you next week for another episode of the Artist Academy podcast.